Welcome to the Bitter Grace Podcast. This is the Path to Conscious Living. This is your host, Anne-Marie Johnson. And in this solo episode, I wanted to talk about the 10 things you may not know about your clothes. Last night, we had our very first event at Bitter Grace, our very first event in this new year. And the event was about how to build a purposeful closet or how to cultivate an intentional wardrobe. And it was invigorating to be in community. It was amazing to be around people who truly wanted to be more conscious, empowered consumers. And by the end of the evening, it was clear to me that very few people knew about the garment making process. And for me personally, I would not be the consumer I am today. I would not be the dresser I am today if it wasn't for my business, if it wasn't for Bitter Grace, and if it wasn't for immersing myself into this journey of clothing development and clothing production that has opened my eyes to a new level of awareness, to an industry that struggles with transparency, an industry that has contributed to so many issues environmentally, socially, from climate change to the amount of waste that ends up in landfills each day. I had a personal responsibility to do things differently. And that is through informing and educating those around us about our process, about our standards, about our experiences. It's through transparency because we truly want people to have the knowledge, the tools, and the resources to make better choices. Which leads me to the first thing that you may not know about your clothes is the many lives behind the creation of every piece of clothing you own. Garment making goes through so many variables and it touches so many hands And through my experience, there are at least four stages in garment making. And the first stage is obtaining the raw material from a farm like cotton, for instance. So when that cotton is obtained, it gets shipped to a place where it gets spun and weaved by someone else, where it becomes a cloth or fabric, which then gets dyed and finished at a different facility by someone else and then gets cut and sewn into a garment in another facility by other people. And oftentimes, because manufacturing is now outsourced, typically these are in countries like Asia and Africa, these are conducted by people or marginalized communities in developing countries. So this begs in question to you, how many times does your clothing travel by boat or air before it arrives in your closet? And it's profound if we begin to get curious around these things, starting with this question. Because today, the fashion industry is the third leading polluting industry in the world that's responsible for about 10% of global carbon emissions. And this is significant. And the second thing that you may not know about your clothes is that there's limited transparency around labor regarding garment production. It's hard to find how garment workers are truly paid, along with whether they have a safe and clean environment to work in unless you go and visit the facility. There are tools online now where you can get information about fair living wages of people around the world. The Global Living Wage Coalition, and it gives you a calculated information as to what is the fair living wages in that particular country, in that particular part of the world. Garment workers and how they're paid and what environment they operate in is hard to identify unless you go and visit those places. And for us here at Bitter Grace, we take that step. We do make that investment to go visit 
a facility, whether it's at a different city or a different country, so that we can get to see the facility, get to see things in person, understand how the operations are being run, being able to meet the people behind the production of the garments and the creation of the garments, and to be able to understand how they're getting paid and what benefits are available to them. And what is the environment that is being fostered so that they can grow, evolve, and learn new skills so that they can also find a meaningful way to support themselves, their children, and their families. These are things that are important for us as a business before we engage in partnerships because we understand that we have a social responsibility. There is an opportunity cost for people in these parts of the world, and that opportunity cost is typically much greater. And the third thing you may not know about your clothes is the quality of clothing, and that has declined over the past few decades. In fact, today, 60% of clothing is made of synthetic or petroleum-based materials. While many are made of PFAS, or what is also known as forever chemicals because they stay in your body forever, these can be harmful to our health. But the problem here is that can be very dangerous is that chemicals used in clothing production today are generally unknown to us, if not all of them are unknown to us. There is a lack of global regulation and U.S. regulation as well from a federal level on what is deemed acceptable. What are the levels of toxins and chemicals that are acceptable when these textiles or clothing arrives into the U.S.? There's not enough specific studies additionally on the health effects from wearing synthetic clothing for many years. This is a question that always gives me pause and a question I typically ask those around me that if your clothing came with an ingredient list, would you still wear it? And would you as a consumer feel that you have the right to know what's in your clothing? It's important that we as consumers start demanding and asking these questions as well. The fourth thing that you may not know about your clothing is the biodegradability aspect. Natural fabrics do decompose, even though they do take a few years and many years to decompose. Your natural fabrics include your cotton, your linen, your hemp, your silk, wool, and cashmere. Anything that's made from nature or derived from animals are 100% biodegradable. On the contrary, clothing made of synthetics like your polyester and your rayons do not decompose and they stay on the earth for many years. The life cycle of your garment continues after you donate or discard it, but do you know where it ends up? Which leads me to the fifth thing that you may not know about your clothes is that anything you donate that's not in great condition most likely will end up in a landfill and typically landfills around the world, many of which are burned, which releases harmful toxins, going back to synthetics and how they're made, it releases these harmful chemicals into the ether and can have long-term health consequences to those who live around those landfills. So going back to personal responsibility, that our consumption choices have an impact on the well-being of others around the world. Clothing making today is by the volume which leads me to the sixth thing that you may not know about your clothes. The more you produce and the cheaper the materials and the cheaper the labor, the cheaper it is for the consumer. So until we as consumers acknowledge that we have a social responsibility, a social impact on the lives of others around the world, it's hard for us to understand the importance of advocating for fair living wages for those people in different parts of the world. 
you know, the opportunity cost, like I said, it's always so much greater in marginalized communities around the world. Again, we have a responsibility to make better choices, to ensure that our clothing choices have a positive impact and takes into account the well-being of other lives. The seventh thing that you may not know about your clothes is that empowered consumers are the ones to create sustainable and long-term change. They are the ones to shift and influence public opinion and public policy. They are the ones to shift the way the different entities within the clothing making industry operates and conducts business. It's a simple supply and demand model. Until we can demand for more natural materials for fair living wages, the status quo remains. So it's up to us as individuals, as consumers to get curious and ask the questions and to do our due diligence and getting the information because knowledge is power and knowledge is power, especially when you take action and apply it. The eighth thing that most people don't know is that at a subconscious level, many of us view clothing as invaluable or insignificant or disposable rather than as investments. The average U.S. consumer today throws away 81.5 pounds of clothing every single year. In America alone, an estimated 11.3 million tons of textile waste this is equivalent to 85% of all textiles, ends up in landfills on a yearly basis. Again, going back to personal responsibility, we as individuals, we as a collective have a personal responsibility to make changes, to take steps big and small in order to make better financial decisions for ourselves. Because sometimes we think that by investing in cheaper clothing, we're saving money long-term. In fact, we're actually doing the opposite. When you're investing in cheaper, low-quality grade materials and clothing, it most likely will end up in a landfill within the next few months or a year. Versus if you take the time to invest in quality materials and quality clothing and take the time to be more intentional, more deliberate in building a wardrobe that not only sustains you today but into the future, you're able to actually save more money long-term. And it's hard to really understand that because we've been conditioned as a society from the birth of fast fashion that buying more and paying for lower quality materials is actually what saves us more long term. But we don't really realize how our clothing is made. So that's really one of the primary reasons why these conversations are so incredibly important. Which leads me to the ninth thing that you may not know about your clothing is that your clothing is always a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself and what you've accepted to be true about you. Self-awareness is the key to developing a greater identity and self-image that enables you to show up and be the best version of you, that catapults you to creating and experiencing the life you love and deserve. And lastly, clothing is that powerful tool that when we use it deliberately and intentionally, that aligns with our values, lifestyle, and the person we aspire to be, dressing becomes effortless. We become more intentional. We become more purposeful and deliberate in what we wear and what we invest. I hope this episode was helpful. I highly encourage you to listen to our last episode with Rebecca Ballard as we demystify and deconstruct sustainable and ethical fashion. I truly believe it does a great job bringing context around this subject and some of the key points, if not all of the key points I've discussed in this episode. Until next time, sending love, many blessings. Bye for now. Thank you.